What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? Well, our season finale has already came and gone. The Chiefs took care of business against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they end the season 11-6. and six. We're heading into the postseason. We already know who we're facing. We got the Miami Dolphins, but we're going to review our last game real quick, so get ready. Welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast. You're with your host, producer Eric Partis. Again, welcome to Keem Connect. Hope you guys are all doing well on this snowy Tuesday. Um, I want to apologize. I sorry I haven't been able to get the the review the review out sooner. Um, but I don't know if you guys can kind of tell. I'm kind of sniffling a little bit, or my nose. My nose is a little stuff. So um, I've been sick the last few days. So it, it hasn't really con- it hasn't really gone the best for me. Uh, I was even not even feeling well during the Chiefs game, but my muster just to watch it up a little bit. And I've caught the little bit of all 22, but you know, it's just one of those things where you're really just watching a lot of the young guys um, and seeing how well they did. Um, my biggest uh, takeaway from the game is that uh, there are some promising from some of the players that we, that we have, if they choose to keep a lot of them on the, the, the defense, especially, um, offense wasn't really too impressed with whatever what went on, and um, but you know we're gonna, obviously going to review most of that. But uh, it's uh, what actually started yesterday uh, around the league in the NFL is what a uh, thing is called Black Monday. Now I think we talked about this in the last season, um, but Black Monday is essentially where all coaches and whoever they just or GMs management people are getting let go because it's they're about to start the new league year um like soon i think it's like right after the super bowl so uh they'll start the new league year and they this is kind of the time to give like guys like you know time to you know get hired by places and you know it, it's it, it's annoying for some fans because you know you want like especially like teams that are in the playoffs and, you know, teams that have fired their coaches are requesting, like, interviews with the coordinators. It's like, how are you giving the coordinators time to manage things while, you know, still trying to conduct an interview? Um, but that's just how the NFL works because they want pay- people to be hired uh, by the new league year. Um, it's just – that's just because, they like, salary caps take in effect. And it's just – there's a lot of things that take in effect that they have to make sure that they get those hires done prior. But um, – Let's just talk about the first firing. We're gonna go said it was uh I want to say it was Arthur Smith was the uh Arthur Smith was the uh first firing of the day, and that came that actually took place um that actually took place uh what was I gonna say it was like I want to say it was like Sunday night like right after the games and stuff um. I'm just going to go to Ari Mirov because he usually posts a lot of the stuff of like people uh, getting requested and uh, getting fired. But um, again, uh, yeah, it was Arthur Smith who got let go. And then Ron Rivera 
was literally the next morning, literally on Friday, on, on Monday morning, uh, he was let go. And that was kind of speculated. I think everybody really speculated Arthur Smith's too. I think a lot of people, Falcon fans are done with them. Um, posted seven and 10 seasons, all three years of him being there. So he's out. We already know some of the coaches that have already been fired throughout the season. Like, uh, Frank Reich didn't even make it the whole season. Uh, Brandon Staley didn't make it the season. Oh gosh. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Ken Dorsey, OC got fired. Um, uh, Sean Desai, even though he's still with the Philadelphia Eagles, but he got his defensive coordinator, uh, thing stripped from him. So, uh, there, there was a lot of changes that went on in the season. Oh, uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was fired throughout the season, um, which and now, and rumor has it that you know John Harbaugh might be a contender for either them or the Chargers. Even though people are saying that the heavily, it's heavily the Chargers right now, and he uh, obviously won the the na- college national football championship last night um, against. Uh, Washington, which was uh, kind of a crazy game in itself. I don't think anybody expected Michael Penix to have that type of performance, uh, you know, while when he's basically played like a Heisman guy for the last two years. But, you know, shit happens. Um, I don't – some people say it's going to kill his draft stock. I I think that's a little too dramatic. I think he's still a talented quarterback, and I think scouts see that and know that about him. And – um, it's really about what you see in the player and what you know of the player. Uh, but, um, no, John Harbaugh, he's definitely making his way to the NFL now that he's won a championship, uh, which is kind of like something that's kind of like, you know, held him because, you know, he's taken schools like, uh, San Diego, Stanford with, uh, Andrew Luck. I mean, he took them to a Rose Bowl, but it wasn't like a, a big national BCS championship. Um, and then he immediately went on to the Niners, took him to three NFC title games with one Super Bowl reach, lost his brother. Um, and then in, with Michigan, he just was always making it like, you know, he was getting into the, the semifinal, like at least the last like four, like three years he was at least. Um, I, I don't know about prior um, because he's been there since like 2015, 2014. Um, I don't know about prior, but uh he, um, I know for a fact that he was in the, the playoff the last, last like three years. So, uh, and then he finally, well, including this year and finally won, but rumor has it, he might be going to LA, uh, or the Raiders, but I'm, I'm thinking he might choose LA. It's kind of the, the best bet. I mean, but it's also going to come down to money, you know, who's going to offer him a lot of money. The deal's got to be sweet, convincing. I, 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 if you're smart, you, you, you take the quarterback, you take the already established quarterback, and then you try to build around him, build your culture around him. Um, but, you know, that's not – not as a Chiefs fan, you don't want it to happen, but, you know, just being a logical football fan in general, you understand that that's what the case should be. Um, but, no, uh, I don't know who's going to fill the void for the, uh, the commander's job with Ron Rivera being let go. Um, again, he hasn't had a winning season with them. Only took him to the playoffs once, and that was 2020 COVID year. And they had a losing record, and they weren't even supposed to go. This the 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 um, NFC South was bad because Dak had got hurt, 
Torres uh, actually had that gruesome injury that year, and the Cowboys were pretty much shit. Mark, that was McCarthy's first year with them. The Giants were asshole that year, of course, and um, uh, the Eagles the Eagles weren't good. That that was uh, Doug Peterson's last year with them. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations where. You know, it was a bad year for the NFC East, so that's why Washington ended up ultimately making it. But he hasn't been good since then. Um, unfortunately, that put Eric Bieniemy in a situation where he's probably going to have to find another OC job somewhere. Um, I think that Atlanta job fits him perfectly. I know there's kind of rumors hot about that right now with him, but I mean, there's been rumors about him going to a teams. You know, the last. Last like three years, you know, three or four years, he's been hot, the hot commodity for teams. But, you know, I, I think I think that if he does not get the Atlanta job, because that Atlanta job, that that should be him. Like if they're smart, they they hire him and they draft they draft a new quarterback. Um but if he doesn't get if he doesn't get anything this cycle, I think he probably needs to. I, and I hate to say this, but he probably needs to accept the fact that he could probably get a guy. He'll probably get a head coaching job in college, but it just it's just not going to happen in the NFL. Um, and I, I and it's unfortunate. I don't know why. I, I think he's a great coach. I think um, you know he. You have to yes, you have to have a certain mentality to play for him, but. You know, you can find players like that. And I think as a management, you should be able to like that from a coach because it's what we – I mean, us logical Chiefs fans understood what, what Eric Bieniemy brought brought to the table. It wasn't necessarily – it wasn't the play calling because we all know that's Andy, but it's the, the attention to detail, the, the, the focus, and, you know, understanding um, and understanding what you need to do in execution. You know, he didn't have time for bullshit games, you know, and he was going to get on to you until you got it right, you know, but that's what that's what keeps teams winning teams. I mean, if you think about it, the, yes, Washington was bad, but it wasn't. Yes, like I, I will say the offense petered out throughout like later on throughout the year and Sam Howell ended up being who he, Sam Howell is. But he had that offense competitive all year long. It was never like. You know, it was never – I mean, there were games where they were horrible, but there were games, a lot of games where they were very competitive and their defense was just absolutely shit. So then when they started trading away a lot of those guys on defense, I think that was kind of the writing on the wall for them and we knew Rivera was going to be gone. Um, moving on to the, the Patriots, Bill Belichick has not been let go yet. I know there's been rumors about him mutually parting ways with the Patriots, but um, that – you know, that actually might not happen. I, I think what they're trying to do um, and I think what he's willing to do to stay, I think he's willing to give up managing like GM, GM like role just, just to be the head coach and just a coach, um, which I think a lot of a lot of Patriots fans actually are OK with. I think they. They don't really. If he's gonna, if he's gonna want to stay in control at all, then they they want to be done with them. But if uh, if he's willing to give up GM and then the the de facto GM job, 
than uh, and focus on coaching only, then I think fans, Patriots fans would be okay with that. But nothing has came about. Uh, it's just all been kind of talk and rumors. Um, he's even said, like, he even said after the game, like, hey, I'm under contract still. So, you know, nothing is nothing has been said about anything yet. Um, what has came to a surprise today, which honestly, I, I don't know if I had mentioned this in the last episode or just mentioned it at all, but um, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, uh, step basically was uh, let go today. Uh, it was actually said, I want to say there was like a rumor last week that was like saying that he could be making a decision about what he wants to do and that it was going to be a mutual parting ways, but they said fired. So this was like, maybe like, you know, he didn't want to go, but you know, this was a situation or maybe, maybe it was like, I'm I'll stay. If you plan to do this, let's just put it this way. The Tennessee Titans were basically, they went to hell the moment they traded AJ Brown. The moment they made that decision was the moment that they fucked up. You know, not you know, not that AJ Brown isn't now having issues in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and that they're not having issues, but the dude's still one of the most dominant receivers in the league. And it, it's 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 crazy that, you know, and I I tend to forget that him and DK played with each other in college. So it's like imagining you know who aj brown is and stuff and then uh and then picturing him playing right next to dk it's just ridiculous but i know that was kind of random but no uh, you know the moment they traded him it went to shit i mean remember um there was that that rumor that went around about their gm last year and then when he got let go they said you know it was basically said like hey you know you traded you traded um you know, you made the decision to, to trade AJ Brown, and you know Vrabel had to okay that. You know, so I'm sure it, it it ultimately came down to him too. But you know, I'm sure he told the whoever told him basically told also told the GM like, hey, if this doesn't work, it is on you. Mostly the GM because he wanted to make the decision and did not want to pay. Uh, did not want to pay A.J. Brown. Vrabel wanted to pay A.J. Brown, but he realized it wasn't going to happen, so he okayed the trade because he was like, well, if we're not going to pay, if we're not going to be able to pay him, we're going to have to get a haul out of him or get something out of him. And they did. They got something out of him, but none of the picks, ever since none of the picks have panned out. They have only, like, Jeffrey Simmons and A.J. Brown were, like, really the only two guys that were really great players that they have drafted in within, like, like a long time. Um, you know, Traylon Burks has not worked out for them. You know, I'll even say their quarter, like they draft, they've drafted two quarterbacks in two years. Malik Willis ended up being a project and was just kind of a forced trade. He's not good. Um, and then, you know, let's just be honest. I, I don't think, I, I can't even think of the guy's name right now, or, but you know who I'm talking about. The mayonnaise guy, um, uh, you know, you, you, you don't even know if he's going to even actually be something in the league. You know, they were able to get something out of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, ironically, you know, for as old as he is. But still, it, it did not lead to anything. Derrick Henry is re- Derrick Henry is basically either like is considering retirement. Um, You know, I don't I don't think that he's going to. uh 
ended up uh let me look up Derrick Henry. You know, uh you know, he's basically saying, you know, he's thinking he's thinking the entire you know, he's thanking everybody. He thanked everybody for um the Tennessee Titans. He thanked everybody in the Tennessee Titans. Um but no, it looks like he's, you know, he's going to move on for sure. Um, but especially with Mike Vrabel being gone, it's, it's, it, you know, he's, he was in there in his last year. Well, this was his last year on his deal. He's 30, you know, he's still pretty dominant running back. He's going to get paid somewhere, but you know, still it's, there's a lot of changes that are going to happen in Tennessee and they might be one of those bad teams moving forward for a long time, for, for a while. And so they can try to bring in some competent coach, um, what else was going to happen? Uh, but Vrabel, you know, he he a good spot for him would possibly be going back to New England, uh, depending on what they do with uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of spots for him because he's a great coach. He's still a great coach. I don't I don't think it had anything to do with his coaching. I think that management just eventually just did not do right by his side and just could not figure it out. And he 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 did all he could um, with the with the team that he has. But he'll he'll get something good uh, soon. Uh, Wink Martindale, uh, DC for the Giants. Uh, they were already letting go a lot of their defensive staff. They let go of their special teams coordinator. Um, and I almost wonder if like they, you know, Wink just said like, ah, I'm out of here. Like I just I know this is not going to be a good situation. Wink probably knows what's going to happen to Brian Dable next year because Brian Dable is going to have to roll with Daniel Jones because of his stupid ass contract. And his contract is ugly, and it's literally going to lead them in, in shit again. Um, and, you know, he was hurt this year, but again, like, his contract is bad. And you're going to have to roll with him. And I'm sure Wink was like, look, I'm not going to be taking shit from my defenses when your quarterbacks are horrible and your offense sucks. So, you know, and I, and you know what? Look at the clips of what, you know, how Dable's acted. Like, you know, I'm sure he's not an easy guy to work for. Um, but no, there's there's been plenty of other assistant coaches and you know GMs have been let go. Uh, the Chargers again, they had let go. You know, he got their their GM had got let go. Um, I'm trying to think. I want to say even the Falcons GM got let go along with Arthur Smith. So, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, these teams are just trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out their situations. Um, there might be more firings after this year. I I, I don't think Sirianni is going to get I, – I with the season, even though with the season they've had, you know, I don't think Sirianni is going to get let go because of that. The one coach that I can see getting let go with the postseason being – if the postseason gets – well, you know what? Him actually just getting them to the postseason with how their season kind of was starting out probably will keep them another year. And I was thinking McDermott. I was like, yo, McDermott is like eliminated their first. You know what? Actually, no, if they eliminated their first round, they might let him go. They might just be like, you know what, man? Thank you. But, you know, but they're also tied to him, too, with these contracts. You know, a lot of these situation you know they got to pay these coaches till after firing them because they've signed them to lucrative deals um but no uh that that's pretty much what happened with black monday 
and you know a little bit today. There's going to be more uh, firings later on, I mean, because it's the playoffs. Um, but let's let's talk about the actual game in itself real quick. We'll run over the stat line of that. I'm going to go ahead and give it an A. You know, even though the game was kind of ugly, the 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 backups they 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 balled out um, in the game. So, you know, you can't you can't take too much away from uh, them with the game. They, the score was 13 to 12, so it was literally a one point game. Blaine Gabbard did throw 154 uh, for one one yard or one yard. 100. He did uh, throw 150 yards and he had one interception, didn't throw any touchdowns. Um, he, he's a Missouri quarterback. I mean, come on now. They're, it's mid zoo for a reason. Um <laughs> no, at least from the quarterbacks and producing pro quarterbacks is what I'm getting at. Uh, no, he was not good. He did run the ball a little bit, try to show off his legs, but particularly was missing a lot of guys. And you're like, man, where's Chad Henning when you need him? Uh, P. Ryan uh, had 21 carries for 76 yards. Uh, leading receiver was McCall Hardman. He had 6 to 77 yards. Hopefully you can utilize that going in the playoffs. I know I've kind of given the – Trading of Hardman back shit, but, you know, he just hasn't done nothing since. But hopefully this might lead to something. Uh, Justin Ross did have two receptions for 17 yards, but he did not. But he did leave with a hamstring injury and heard that he, I guess, he strained his hamstring, which is unfortunate uh, because we've all been wanting to get something out of him. Richie James had a couple of receptions um, and then everybody else was kind of targeting one time. Uh, the defense, the one guy who pretty much dominated all defense. Uh, well, there's actually two guys, um, and I'll I'll go ahead and say it: Cam Jones and Chris Jones. Two of the Joneses were both absolute dominant in that game yesterday, as far as on the defensive side. Um, I was, for one thing, I was shocked that they did not allow Kelsey to play. Now, granted, after the game, we found out that it was his choice. He he's the one who chose to not play the game, which was kind of shocking. But then it's not at the same time. Um, I think as a fan, you wanted it to happen because it was only 16 yards. You're like, oh, you're going to get your eighth consecutive thousand yard seasons. Why don't you just keep going for them and so you can't get them no more? But you know what? That man has been beat up all year long. You know, you know, he probably, you know, and he probably could have done it. He probably could have done it, but there, there's a lot that goes into suiting up for a game. You got to warm up. There's a lot of things you got to do. It's not just going out there and catching a couple passes for 16 yards, get your thousand. No, you got to you got to really prepare for the game. And he was going to prepare the, for the game for what a couple snaps, and it would have been just like that. And then now he's not he's not getting the full rest that he probably really wants and really needs. You know, the man's getting old. We have to accept that that's just who he is. He, if we won a Super Bowl this year, I, I, I will be, I will be on the board of him possibly calling it a career. If we don't, I think he's just going to be too hungry enough to come back and his contract is still, you know, valid for a year or two. Um, and, but he might be a 900 guy, an eight, 900 guy moving forward. And that's still barely fairly great production for his age you know we don't need him to be a 1200 1300 receiving yard tight end anymore because you don't want that out of him anymore you know hell if he if he comes back next year and he plays like he's 25 
and it was only just because he got hurt in week one and never fully recovered from it, then you know what? Then it's then it's all gravy. But at the same time, I understand that father time is a real thing, especially for the position he plays and what he's done over the years. He's definitely going to have another offseason surgery. So it, it's coming. It's coming close. Um, with another guy that's coming close is Chris Jones, and he was another menace yesterday in the game. Um, you know, just pressures everywhere, and it was kind of confusing because I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" If Chris is playing wise and Travis playing, but it's a little bit different with Chris. He had one point two five million on the table that he had to earn, and they allowed him to play it until he got it. And you know, he he had a lot of pressures, a lot of you know hurries, QB hits. And he eventually got to Easton sick. I was wondering if Easton just went down and said, fuck it. Like, this guy's, this guy's not going to give up. And the moment Chris got that sack, the whole sideline went nuts. He went nuts. And it just it felt like, you know, they were having fun again. You know, and they just knew the purpose of why Chris was playing, and they were so happy for him. Um, and that's what you love to see from the guys. I mean, what they've what, what we've gone through all year, what they've gone through all year, um, especially the defensive side because they've they've balled out and been the number two defense, you know, ranked in the league, but they've had to carry this team throughout. And um and it's it's been tough, but you know, the momentum's gonna get carried into the post into the the playoffs. Um but no, Chris Jones was a menace. He eventually got that sack. Uh it's it's nice because if you if you you, you want to give your hats off to not only Spagnola, but obviously Joe Colin. He's been a great addition to having of uh, having a coach of the defensive line room. Um, he made Chris Jones have the best season of his like career last year, which ultimately led to a Super Bowl win. And this year, he was able to get more out of everyone else. It was like, hey, look, Chris, like you're still going to be dominant, even though he had the week one holdout. Um, you know, and there was a lot of the controversy and contract stuff, but he was still going to, you all knew he was still going to be a dominant player. He came right in after, you know, missing training camp and played like he never was gone. And he missed week one too. So it was one of those things where it's like, man, he, he ends up, he ends up ends the season with 10 and a half sacks. So that's his third double digit uh, sack season and back to back double uh, back to back uh, double digit sack season. Um, so that, that, that was awesome to see from Chris Jones and, you know, he's most likely going to be second team or first team all pro at his position this year. Um, and then George Karloftis got 10 and a half sacks, you know, that, that was an upgrade from last year of his six and a half. He had six and a half. And then, uh, this year he had, this year at 10 and a half. So that's a career high. He jumped from his sophomore to his sophomore year, Charles Omeni, who despite missing, uh, six games, you know, he played eleven. He, if he would have, if he would have played all, if he would have played all games, he would have had eleven and he would have had like eleven and a half sacks. But he ended the season with with like he ended the season with seven, I believe, and that that was a career high for him um, because I think his 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 highest was like five and a half. Um, and then Mike Dana had a career high of a uh, six and a half sacks. And Mike Dana, we've preached about him so many times. He's improved every single year. And I will say his 22 year and his 23 year were much more dominant than his first and his second year. So those were coached by Joe Colon and it's nothing against Brandon Daly. I think Brandon Daly was able to get what he could, but, you know, moving Daly to linebackers, which has been great for him and them. um, This has been an excellent addition of having Joe Colon 
Um, and he's getting the absolute best out of everybody. He got the best out of Chris. Now he's getting the best out of everybody. And that's what's going to help this defensive line moving forward, going into the the playoffs and the momentum. So you got to give your hats off to them. Um, and then uh, speaking of Brandon Daly and able to coach guys like Jack Cochran and Cam Jones, Cam Jones was a menace all over the game, you know, and it almost makes you wonder like, Hey, look, if, if they don't bring back Willie Gay, which is most likely the case, um, you have Cam Jones who can play all three spots, uh, but you mostly want him playing those outside backer positions at the will or Sam or Buck, um, whatever the case may be. Um, and you already have that guy, you know, and, you know, they might bring, you know, who knows what contract looks like for Drew Tranquil if they decide to bring him back, which I assume they will based off what he can do for the defense and um, who he is as a player, too. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, Cam Jones had a great game. I mean, a lot of the backups did. I mean, say what you want about Josh Williams, you know, on that that hit, even though like probably people thought I was a little arrogant. You know, it was great. I love that intensity. Yes, that him and him and Justin, uh, just uh, not Justin Watson, but uh, Jalen Watson have some egregious holds yesterday. Yes, they did. But you know what? They made up for it for a couple PBUs. They were hitting guys. You know, they were out there trying to be who they are. Chamari Connor, um, he he balled he balled out. But you know, a lot of these guys were um, a lot of these, some of these guys were getting kind of banged up out there. Um, and it was kind of, you know, scary to see, but some of them were, you know, coming right back in, doing what they could. Uh, Tremaine Connor, we thought had a concussion, but ultimately did it. Um, when we, he, he ended up coming back into the game, um, onto the offensive side, when we were looking at the offensive line, that was kind of the scary part because you had Donovan Smith, who was already out. Jawan Taylor gets out with a concussion, which is like, oh, fuck, he's our starting right tackle. And, uh, you know, and then they moved him over the left side in this game and they were having Niang play right side. And then Juwan Taylor goes out at left. They have Joe Tooney move the left. You're having Creed Humphrey play right guard and left guard and having Mike Caliendo play uh, center. And then uh, I don't even know if they had Trey in. I don't even think Trey Smith played. You know, it was... It was crazy. They were having Creed play both guard position. They were just trying to do a lot of combinations um, on the offensive line. And I get maybe that's just to kind of see what it looks like, but also just due to a lot of injuries that have been happening. But they are optimi optimistic about Donovan Smith coming back for the game. So hopefully we can have him back. Um, it's just going to be trying to figure out, uh, you know, what you're going to do. They might just have Donovan Smith play left, just keep his left tackle and Niang at right tackle. All right, when we get back, we'll finish up. All right, we're back. We're going to finish up uh, here real quick. Uh, that was the one thing that they did kind of shuffling around onto the offensive line. Um, it was crazy to see, but, hey, I mean, that's why you paid Joe Tooney because he actually handled the left tackle spot fairly well. Uh, Wanya Morris, he went out um, – hurt and matter of fact matter it actually could have been Wanye that got the concussion uh or was it Juwan I know Wanye I know both of them uh went out so shoot I know Justin obviously Justin Ross in it because he got a hamstring okay it was Wanya Morris that was in concussion protocol okay I guess 
I guess uh, Juwan Taylor is fine. Maybe I got the guys mixed up. But so it, yeah, it was Wani Morris that uh, ended up going into concussion protocol. But um, they had, uh, I guess they had, they had indoor practice today because obviously the weather. Um, I was trying to find Juwan Taylor news. Juwan Taylor. I, I, oh, it's two A's. That's right. Okay. Okay, so yeah, Juwan Taylor's fine. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, there's no issues with him. I, I know he did go out for a second, but no, I guess they were just trying to see a lot of their combinations. And with having Wanya Morris out, you know, it, yeah, it's, you know, he was the starting left tackle, you know, or, well, Donovan Smith was. And then you had him. So both your left tackles got hurt. So you're hoping that Wani Morris can get back healthy, but he might not. But they're optimistic about Donovan Smith. And you know what? With it being the playoffs, you kind of want the guy with a better experience, even though even though he is a holding machine. So you just don't want circumstances to screw you. All right. So, you know, speaking of uh, playoffs, we, we have uh, the Miami Dolphins coming into town. Um, they couldn't take care of business against Buffalo. Uh, things were kind of lining up for us to possibly get Pittsburgh, uh, round one, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, so Miami dropped to the sixth seed. So they will be coming to Arrowhead. Tyreek makes his return to Kansas city. That's okay. We're going to take care of them. I have no doubt in my mind, uh, just because of just Pat's mindset where it's at guys getting kind of healthy now. Um, and just, just taking advantage of the environment those guys don't want to play in the cold weather. It, it, it's it, it's a different mentality. They're they're banged up themselves. They're you know they lost. They're like four pass rushers are out for them. Like Phillips and Chubb already out for the season for them, and they lost Van Geekle, who's out, and then Jerome Baker who's out. You know, and they're already kind of banged up in the secondary too, and their D line. So it's you know it's not looking good. But now you see that they're signing guys like Bruce Irving and Justin Houston. You know, and Malik Reed, they're trying to they're 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 signing a lot of these old, old pass rushers because they, they need help. They they need it because they they just do. But I just I don't think adding those in JPP, I don't think adding those guys at this time in the year is really going to help. Yeah, I mean, look, they try to activate Melvin Ingram and it really didn't it really didn't, you know, help them out that much. You know, I, I think I think Mahomes' mentality is going to be different this year going to the postseason because he knows what's at stake. I know a lot of these goals, a lot of these guys knows what's at stake in this defense, especially. Um, you, you see all the narratives and all the hot takes that are starting to come out, which I I, I feel like te- guy like talking heads were trying to tread lightly this year with what they said about the Chiefs despite the struggles because I think a lot of teams were like, okay, they're struggling, but we know that, you know, they can win games and they can figure it out and teams don't really want to face this team in the playoffs. And now all of a sudden all the hot takes are coming out because the playoffs are here and they think that it's going to be over, especially Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, which Good Morning Football hasn't been good since Kay Adams and Nate Burleson left. Uh, you know, he wants to talk about how, 
oh, you know, the Miami Dolphins are going to have to put up 30. They're going to put up 30 points, you know, to to win this game, you know, because I don't because obviously we know the Chiefs offense can't match that, you know, and if Miami can get to 30 points, they win the game. Well, no shit. Yeah, if they can get to 30 points, because we know this offense hasn't shown to do that. We don't know if that's actually possible for them right now. But when has this defense given up 30 points all year? Name, name, name one game. I think it was one game. Matter of fact, there was there was no games this year where we gave up 30 points. None. So, you know, for the, the fact that he just thinks that that's the case, I think one team got close, but we haven't given up 30. You're going to have to score 30, yes, to win the game. But this defense ain't even giving up 30. So you, it, it won't even matter, you know. So that's why I'm like, and it's like you can't – if you're going to talk about the struggles of the 2023 offense, because that's what he wanted to say in his little, little segment. He's like, I don't want people to talk about last year, what they've done in the past. We're talking about the two the struggles of the 2023 Chiefs offense. Okay, okay, that's fine. But if you're going to mention that aspect, then mention the dominance of the 2023 Chiefs defense. How about you mention that? You can't because it, it it goes against your narrative of trying to say that teams are going to have to put up 30 points to win this game because you would have said, "Oh, that's the only way teams can win." If you were logical and if you were logical and understanding, you would have said, "Hey, that's actually what teams need to do to win." But we all know it's not going to happen because their defense has not even given up 30 points this year. But yet he didn't want to mention that. He just wanted to mention the offensive struggles and how we won't be able to match score. That's not about that. We we already played the Dolphins one time and they we held them to 14 fucking points. So it, it doesn't, it, you know, it, it's it, it's one of those situations where, you know, they a lot of these talking heads, it is what it is. It's it's really receipt time. Um, hopefully everybody's got those bookmarks up on um, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, make sure you get those bookmarks. If you got 20 bookmarks, you got to make sure you get to 50 because you got to find a lot of this bullshit. We got to, we got to, we got to get these, we got to collect these receipts. You know, a lot of these people are talking. I just really hope that the guy shut them down. Um, it, it, it's been, a, it's been a wild season. 2023 was wild. Um, I think the biggest thing was was the injuries, the quarterbacks, and all the parity that's happened. Um, that's what the NFL wants. The NFL wants parity. Um, if 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 you want to say the scriptwriters got what they want, they they did. They got uh, you got Tyreek coming back to you got Tyreek coming back to Kansas City. You got uh, gosh, who who else are facing each other? Um, I'm trying to think over the NFC side. There's, there's, there's a, uh, let me just go pull up the playoff picture right now since we've already finalized it. Uh, all right. So you have, oh, yeah. You have Tyreek Hill returning to Kansas City. You have uh, the Rams uh, with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. You know, and returning to returning to Detroit to to play him. You have 
uh, Dallas. Uh, you have McCarthy going to Green Bay to, to play his old team in a play in a play. Or Green, I'm sorry, Green Bay coming to Dallas. I'm sorry to play to play. You know, McCarthy McCarthy's playing his old team. So it, it, there's a lot of like matchups that if if there was a script, they got what they wanted this year. And if and if the rounds are supposed to go how they that you know how they really want or how people are projecting, then you know it's going to get us in Buffalo in the divisional round, and uh, Cleveland and uh, Cleveland and uh, Baltimore in their divisional round, so they can have their AFC North little gang uh, grudge fight or you know mud fight, whatever you want to call it, street fight, I should say. Because uh, they're, you know, AFC North games are always grinders. That's just what it is. It's all defense, running the ball, you know, some dominant pass catching, but uh, more mostly defense and running the ball. And um, that's what it might most likely going to come down to the Cleveland and Baltimore. But that's what they probably want the script writers to do. And then, you know, they'll want Cowboys to face uh, the 49ers in the uh, NFC Championship if they if it got down to that point. So, but this year, you know, there's, I will say, there's only two, there's only, as of right now, two backup quarterbacks that are in the playoffs currently. All the starters are playing, uh, and the backups right now are for Cleveland and Pittsburgh, because I'm sure they'll probably have Mason Rudolph uh, probably play the playoff game probably for Pittsburgh, and then they'll have, and then they'll obviously have Joe Flacco for uh the Browns. Now, the one thing I will say about Baltimore, we all know that Lamar Jackson's most likely going to be the MVP this year. Uh, this year was kind of weird with the quarterback play, and let's just call it what it is quarterback award. Um, that it's it's kind of hard to you know, pick anyone else. He kind of did have like a cool, like before they sat him this last week, the two weeks prior to that, he, he was really good. He had two really good years. Um, so, uh, uh, or sorry, not two, or two really good weeks, I should say. Uh, just like really good, you know, throwing, you know, running, running the ball, throwing the ball. So it just kind of made sense. And they're the one seed. So I can see that, but I wouldn't be shocked if they also gave – they wanted to give someone else it either. Um, but I think it's going to be him. Um, they had the one seed. And I remember the last time they had the one seed and uh, Lamar Jackson uh, was the MVP. And they gave that man again. They gave that team a lot of their starters two weeks off. And, again, look what happened. And it, it's it was the same exact game in 2019 – they played the Steelers the last game of the year and they sat everybody and the Steelers won the game. And, you know, because that's all the, like the Steelers weren't making the playoffs, but Mike Tomlin, what it, they were at like 500 and uh, they were at like, uh, gosh, that's when we still did 16 games. So they were at eight and they were at eight. Not eight and seven. Um, I can't remember how that that year was. They were basically trying to get. They were trying to get above five hundred. They. That's right. They were 
at no that doesn't work it it can't be that way they either had to get to 500 or you know two games above uh six lo- or seven losses so they were at probably 8 and 8 and 7 8 and 7 at that year and um they wanted to get to 9 and 7 so they probably just wanted to get a better I'm just going to look up that year. Let's just look up that year to be safe because I'm over here. Okay, Steelers 2019 roster. Okay, no, they were trying to get to 500. So, yeah, they were trying to get to 500, you know, so he didn't have a losing season. That's right. So they were seven and eight. They were trying to get to five hundred. They did. They beat Baltimore the last game. Same thing with here. But in this case, this this was actually to get them in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Not saying that, you know if they if they upset Baltimore or Buffalo, and uh, they have to go to Baltimore. If they upset Buffalo, and they have to come to um, well, if they upset Buffalo, then uh, they would still have to go to because they're the seventh seed. So if they upset Buffalo, then they would be going to Baltimore and we would be getting the winners between uh, Cleveland and Houston, which, you know, regardless, um, they would be coming to our town in the divisional round. So, uh no, uh, he got him in the playoffs, so his job there is gonna st- he, he's gonna stay there. That's just what it is. Even though they might look like the most fraudulent playoff team right now, he was able to get them in the playoffs, and that's all that matters. Um, that's why uh, that game against Baltimore was important, and they they won that game. Um, it's kind of the same same situation, but who knows? They've given them two weeks off of rest, just like last time. Who knows if the same result's gonna happen whenever they get their divisional matchup. The only thing with us is we didn't we didn't we had a buy at that time too because that's when the two seed was able to get received by weeks, um, but they they obviously took that away when they went to the uh, seven playoff teams. Um, but no, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and get that that playoff review uh, against Miami. We'll get that coming in the next couple days, but. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed this 2023 season. It, it's 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 been a wild one. I know the struggles sucked and it wasn't ideal, but you know we we got through the season. We're in the playoffs, and right now it's zero zero. That's that's all it matters. Your regular season record doesn't even matter anymore because it, it's it's your own O. And if you're own one, you're going home. You right now the Chiefs' goal is trying to get to one zero, but their ultimate goal is four zero. That's what's going to have to come down to this year. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, hope you guys all in, uh, enjoyed this uh, review episode of the uh, last game of the year. I said Chiefs took care of business uh, against the Chargers. Um, they took care of business against the Chargers. Ooh, it was 12 to 13. Yeah, 12 to 13. Just wanted to make sure I got that uh, score out. They end this season 11 and 6. Uh, they win the division uh, with uh, four wins and two losses. Uh, ultimately, ended up tying the uh, the Raiders, ironically, at um, four wins and uh, two losses. But uh, it didn't matter. The Raiders were already out of contention for the playoffs. So, 
All right, Chiefs Kingdom. Um, if anything else changes, like um, let's say more coach firings or anything crazy that kind of happens, we'll get it out on the uh, review episode for the wild card round against Miami. So hope you guys all have a good one. With that being said, connect is always real.